fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 what's up, everybody? It's Sunday, April 15th, 2012, episode 114 of the Hotbox. My name 114? is... 114? Yeah, 114. My name is Matt, and this is Ian. What's hi. up? What's up? Yeah. What's up? My name's Ian. Uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. If you care to watch these live, Sundays, usually 3 Pacific, 5 Eastern, usually. We're uh, almost right on time. 20 minutes late. It's 420 somewhere. Uh, if you notice, the IRC uh, Justin TV chat was not working, so I hope you guys can can just make yourselves at home on Freenode here. I figured Freenode, you know, freedom and free nodes, like we're all about that free, free, <laughs> free stuff. Yeah, Americans all are about free, free, yeah. free dumb or free, <laughs> buy nodes. one get one free or or whatever. Uh, and you can call us if you care to, 406-204-4687. Call us live and say what you have to say. Um, before we start, I got a message uh, before we started the show uh, from Professor Blunston from the Reefer Rhetoric podcast. Uh, him and him and Denton, uh, they, they're down there in Texas holding it down. I know Professor Blunston had... Uh, an, Interesting point of view on the whole Oakland Amsterdam raids because you know he went to the school and I mean to see like your I mean that's not alumni but like what's the school to a person that graduated what's that called your alumator or whatever but to see your university get raided you know like that's that sucks well I think seeing anything that you're affiliated with or had something to do with um, well yeah you know, come across hard times, yeah. especially when it's like the federal agents coming through with battering rams and assault rifles. It's right. kind of like, To geez. a university? Like, that's why you kept saying, it's a university, like, come on. Right. That's, yeah. I wonder, like, uh, you know, the, the drug classes that are at other universities, I wonder, you know, like, just I, for teaching, uh, like botanist students how right, to, right. you know what I mean? Like I you're going to use here. this to grow marijuana. I know it. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I'm not going to give you the tools to commit class A felonies. <laughs> like, right. okay. So. I took a drugs and society class here at our own community college. It was uh, a drugs and society. The class was called okay. drugs and society. Okay, not drugs in, in society. Okay. Right, right. That, that was another okay. class that I, I took. <laughs> Uh, that I taught the school of hard knocks. The, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was more about like the behavioral aspect of it. Why people turn to drugs? What started that, or what they believe started that? From the best of their, there would be many their, reasons, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was environmental. A lot to at least two. Yeah, I mean, you know, environment and internal or well. uh, uh how you were raised. I mean, interest. that's all interest. Sure. You know, like a concept, like a, uh, there's, right, there's right. like conceptual reasons and then there'd be environmental reasons, you know, like, right. Which is pretty much everything else. Right. Your you know, like, yeah. I mean, stress, you know, some people might turn to, to drugs to escape from stress or, or um, to fit in with their peers. Right. Perhaps that would be an environmental, maybe Are your partially peers in- conceptual. Sure. 
it probably it starts out environmental, but you rationalize it conceptually, <laughs> and then Ooh. it, and then it's, and then it's okay. But anyway, back to the he. I, I mention every time we post something online about the show, I I I say marijuana. It's the Hotbox Marijuana Show or Marijuana Podcast or Cannabis Talk Show. But there's always the word marijuana in there, and if I can, I use both of the words. And he sent me a message, and and we've talked about this before that you know marijuana has this this stigma to it but i think it it, there's two different contexts one of them is when you're in public and you're speaking about it or you're debating people or whatever then yeah you should probably use the word cannabis but when you're designing for people to be able to find you via search engines like you have to use the most commonly used word which is marijuana so i just wanted to throw that out there i know people are like oh Sometimes you preach like, you know, that's the bad word. And it was more so when Sandy was on the show. She was all about, you know, like cannabis, not marijuana and, and all that. I, but, I, I mean, I agree with that point of view. Yeah. I mean. But what, how do you get around the – because I, I look at it from I want people to find the show and that's what people are searching well, and for. And in that so situation, I to, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to go to – I mean, you have to – you have to do what you have to do to get... Is that uh, selling out? I feel like only the no. people searching for cannabis, they're well, more so going to agree with the show anyway, and we want to reach the people that are As m- we've marijuana seen, I mean, searchers. we have facilitated some sort of educational vibe on this show for some people. And, sure. And if they would like to learn that uh, uh, cannabis is a more proper, more less derogatory way of referring to dope, pot, Weed, reefer, reefer, you know, herb. whatever, marijuana. Well, and it's it's the it's the proper term. I feel like can it, like it is marijuana isn't it science. Is, yeah, it's not naming it in any way other right. than like yeah. Okay, I mean, so. I think pot and marijuana are on the same level. Exactly, like calling calling anything else other than the genus name right is yeah i mean not uh, necessarily derogatory but like when people are like bro you got the doja bro you you know like it's it's not derogatory but he's not exactly being scientific about it which whatever fine but i i do agree that that certain words have more negative connotations associated with them than others um like grass. When I hear the word grass, I think of old hippie undercover narc, <laughs> you know, or reefer. Yeah, I mean, and you know, how many different words are there for marijuana or cannabis? And I mean, it's there's... regional, right? Like, it, certain regions have their different terminologies for it. I would think so. So I just did a quick search for other names for cannabis, and um. <laughs> Some of these are, I mean, funny. Like the, you know, you obviously you have your your weed, your grass, bud. Um, but then, like the ones that I don't, uh, these would be regional, like loco weed. Um, <laughs> loco. Yeah, you know, like what I mean? for loco or or uh, let's see, here's another one. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where this comes from. African black, African bush. Blah, 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 blah. The African bush. Yeah, you know, nugs, uh, oh, pot. I'm trying to think of some other... Uh, uh, Crip? Regional ones. Yeah, like... I, I, no one here uses that. No, but that's you know a Florida saying? thing. I heard that when I lived in Florida. People, like, they had... Crip was one kind of bud, and then... Um, shit, what was the name for the other kind? 
There, there were two kinds, basically. One was really good and one was not. I can't remember now. My grandfather but. used was the wacky tobacco. <laughs> You know, that's a uh, that's kind that's of like go, that's taking it pre twenties. I feel like yeah, that's, right. That's I mean, old that's, school. Uh, that's something that my grandfather will call it. Um, you know, and it's the wacky tobacco cookie, right? You the know, hay. as he as he drinks a glass of milk after yeah. to wash his wonderful cookie down. It's awesome. You know, the J smoke. Can't feel my my feet. <laughs> so the, the jive stick. <laughs> Yo, jive turkey, hand me that jive stick. What about Sensamelia? Like, do you wasn't Sensamelia a different kind of cannabis? I thought it was like a whole sure, other branch. Sure, but it's, but it's of like a slang term for also, cannabis, right? You know, the Sensi, yeah. Um, I always understood it as as like the what was it? The male yeah, seed bearing plants. Usually, it was the hemp. The I, Sensi was the hemp, and it didn't get you very high at all. Right, but it's still referring like that's what it's still referring to the cannabis plant, you know. Right. Um, what do you think that uh, like let's say ten years ago? What do you think the slang term that you used the most was? Like, you know, here, was it pot or was it weed? Here or it was herb? herb. I always heard it called herb here, or yeah. bud. What about you though? Not me here. personally. Yeah, like what? Know. What was your favorite way of? I of think I was more adaptive. Referring? And I, I referred to whatever the group around me was most prominently calling it just to be I, – because I didn't – I don't know. It was it was weed. Right. I guess weed. Weed would be my thing. It, yeah. it was always weed to me. And then I heard other people call it bud or herb or whatever. But it, I had a line too where there was certain ones I just felt stupid saying like doja or <laughs> – Chronic. I never liked chronic. Yeah. That always, and I catch myself saying it every now and then, and I like slap myself. I'm like, "Mm, that's no. And and why don't you like chronic? I mean, like calling it chronic. There's just something about it. Like, I, it's more of a descriptor than a. Like your bud can be chronic, but you're, okay. cro- I don't know. That's, you're chronic. Can't yeah. Be, you say know. you have bud and then you, is it chronic or is it crap? Like, or is it, you know, that that's, that's what that term was always for, for me. All right. But Urban Dictionary says Sensimelia is a highly potent form of marijuana in which the end smokable product contains no seeds. See, I thought it was the opposite of that. That's weird. I think I think uh, all cannabis is ultra potent today, oh, wait, depending okay. on who you ask. So that's of Spanish, and the translation ju- is sin similia, which means n- without seeds. Huh? Yeah. You learn something new every day. Yeah. So that's funny for as long as we've been around cannabis. I know. We're like, oh, oh, interesting. Spanish. That's, huh. <laughs> I learned a Spanish word today. Viviendo su sueño. You know. Like. Well, and how I don't understand how that can be because we'll we'll start we'll start off here with this story from Spain. It's this little village who they they're trying they're in debt right and they're trying to find a way to get out of debt and they have all of this. It's really nice land, right? Like, their village sits on some pretty fertile ground. So <laughs> they put it to this this group, and they, they said, you know, why don't we just grow marijuana? Excuse me. Cannabis. See, it says marijuana in this headline, even. Uh, and we'll get ourselves out of debt. But now look at... If, the, if Sense Amelia is a Spanish word, like, look at the picture here. That is not Sense Amelia. That looks like something that came from a lawnmower. 
Like from the bottom of a lawn. That's gross. I've, I've always enjoyed, uh, under recommendation, I started watching a couple episodes of The Weeds. Oh, uh, yeah. You series. never saw that? Uh-uh. You never watched that? And so, I like that show. Do you? I, re- I do. I find the characters, some of the characters be absolutely annoying. Yeah. Like, but it's Jesus fun. Christ. It's a fun annoying. But I've always enjoyed, like, in movies and in um, anything that's filmed, the way that they represent cannabis. Like, right. you know, like when Trash they Trash bags full of just... Or, or is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, either that or, like, you know, like when they have a cannabis plant in a movie and it's obviously, like, some plastic... Rep- Eight foot tall, like, too perfect to, to be real? Or, or something you... that looks terrible. Oh, okay. You know, like, because it's, like, the plastic plant they right, got from T.J. Right. Ross. It's you just know there's like you know, no, and like yeah, yeah, or like uh, you know when they they hand a, a character in a movie a bag of weed, it's literally just like Shake. green paper, yeah, in a yeah, plastic it, bag, like you know, powdery, like yeah. mulched, mulched. You know, like you're it, gonna roll this into joints, right? I always <laughs> assume you're always gonna roll this into joints. Um, I always thought that was kind of interesting that they don't uh, uh, the special effects. For cannabis in a movie is like the bottom end of the like budget. we can like, make we can make it look like I completely cut your fucking head off, but we can't make pot look real. Right? Uh, but yeah, you yeah. Know, like it's gotta it's gotta have some like you know. And <laughs> I remember there was a, a special on MTV, and it had something to do with like Snoop Dogg and a couple other rappers or whatever. And and they're like backstage before Snoop Dogg's going on show, and they're like smoking and drinking and all these things, you know, like they're kind of partying backstage. And like uh, one of the guys is is telling Snoop Dogg about the new Chronic he's gotten, you know, and like Snoop Dogg was all into the bag that he produced. He pulls this bag of, and it was really weed in the bag, but like. It was, like, brown, and, I mean, it wasn't good weed, but like Snoop Dogg not. was, like, or whatever rapper it was, was just, like, totally, like, oh, hell yeah, oh, man. Nice. You know, like, oh, sick, yeah. like, totally stoked on it, and I was sitting at home thinking, oh, my God. Well, then again, on Half Baked, Snoop Dogg that. played the role of the, uh, what kind of smoker was he? He was there always, like, taking your weed and shit. Yeah, and not, that's right, So, that's right, maybe, yeah. maybe, who knows? <laughs> uh, so, this was in Rascuera, Spain, uh, and they put it to a vote uh, to their little village they needed a majority of the citizens to approve it uh but they did not uh they did not get that they needed 75 percent actually uh there's 960 people that live there in the northeastern catalonia region uh represented a quirky and legally touchy illustration of spain's deep financial woes and it's not just spain right there's globally all of these either third world, second world, or first world countries could all benefit from a little cannabis crop. It is a cash crop. I mean, and it's easily renewable. And I mean, even just agriculturally, like think about making your textiles and your papers. Like that would benefit those people greatly in just that aspect. Let alone all the other stuff. But uh, the seven-member town council first approved the idea in March, but it ignited such controversy that the mayor agreed to put it to a referendum in the hamlet of mostly retirees. Uh, for the plan to go ahead, the yes camp needed at least 75% of the vote, but just 308 people said C, only 56.3%. So, not quite. But what they were going to do was uh, lease a plot of land to an association of marijuana buffs in Barcelona who were going to pay $1.7 million over two years and create about 40 jobs growing, harvesting, packaging pot. Uh, the payment by the pot smoking group ABCDA... <laughs> ABCDA uh, would have been about equal to the debt owed by this 
little village that sits at the foot of mountain range with a castle dating back to the 12th century. This would have totally paid off whatever debt they had, but... Well, well right, but I think... Uh... What what Western person doesn't like debt? Yeah, you know, like, that's the way like, of life. That's the, you know, it's so interesting to think. You know, like our like our national uh, deficit, and you know, there's there's so many people that live in the Western world that have debt. It's kind of like uh, we would go nuts without it. Well, not only that, but like it's so accepted that to be in debt, like it's not like something anyone worries about. Like because it's everyone's that, in it, right? It's but like it's water that for should. people. Like you should look down on that. Like you shouldn't want to be in the position where you owe twenty thousand dollars to credit card and another $50,000 to student loans. You know, that just, it's cel- it's not celebrated, but it's it's, it's so encouraged. Accepted. Is it encouraged? In- well, yeah, and that's the other funny thing is to get good credit, you have to have debt. So that you can, in turn, get pay more off debt. the debt well, you have, and then yeah. get more debt because we've approved you for more credit. Right. That and sucks, so, man. you know, like, I don't know about you, but do you, are you in debt? Uh, I have a little debt, yes. I Do you really? Yeah. So I um, went to college. For, did you? But half as long as I should have, which is good because I got half the debt that I would have. Or not as good because now you're not a physicist. No, because my a... friend went to the same school and he ended up working at Teletech. So. Ah, And he yes. graduated and yes. had twice the debt. Right. Was yeah. this? Was this? It a... was a. It was a technical school. It was sure. called Full Sail down in Orlando. Or oh, you went to Full Sail. Park, I Florida. looked at going there. Yeah. It's not very good, but I don't know. It's it's, really I'm good. sure it's great. It's, now. it's really it trendy. Wasn't, it wasn't for me. Like I it remember eight years ago or whatever, like when they, That's I think about when I went there, I think it was like kind of when they first opened their doors or something. And it was like kind of a, a, it was, it was, it was really trendy. It looked like the school was really advanced and it, you know, of it, course, yeah. like any other yeah. college institution, they have to sell themselves. And so, yeah. you know, the website and the informational packet and like everything I got for the school seemed very um did um, did it explain in the packet how the owner of the school also owns all the apartment complexes around the schools and, well no oh. of course not but i mean i i also like have you ever read zen and or the art of motorcycle maintenance and zen or the hmm. zen of whatever that book is called no. um he, the author of that book has a really great way of describing um the the two aspects of college you have mm. like the classical side right. like the actual building and the chairs the desks like right. all the physical the phys- stuff yeah, yeah. and then in the romantic side of college like the mm. the the concepts of learning and you know the reasons Meeting why people, you actually go to the socialization school. and you make contacts and you right. network and and connect. so that's like the romantic side and like the you know the joy of learning kind of thing but then but both of those things need to be represented and he goes on to to explain how you know the the college is really a business you know like well, the, absolutely. the people that that sit on the the board of directors of any school are more concerned about the classical side of the right. school because that's the side that um costs money and yeah. also their reasons for making money you know and and full sale is no exception to this rule that you know a, a university is is a business you know they're they're there to make money yeah you know, uh, uh, and the nicer the college, the more money that they've made because they have more. Well, and then with that comes the into. esteem of of it and the reputation yeah. of it, and maybe more employers are looking at people who graduate school A as opposed to school B 
as opposed to a community college or whatever. Right. And, you know, it's you pay for that. You pay for the brand, right? You pay for the Harvard T-shirt or whatever it is. Sure. The experience, uh, right? It's the, the whole experience. The Mariachi University of Management was uh, the school that I was most interested in. And the second one was the College of the Atlantic, which is in Maine. Hmm. This And was what's interesting here is that they uh, – uh, they actually um, mentioned two things that I, I found interesting. I'm sorry. This is the uh, Miriyashi University of Management. Is that uh, the first class that you take um, is a transcendental meditation course. Really? And so that's the first class that everyone at the school takes. And then, um, then they teach you one class at a time. Like you take one class and once you finish that class, then you take your next one. And so like, you- does that make more sense than having a whole day of small bits of all of the classes? Like well, that almost seems like it makes more sense well, to me. To then. me as a, and, and I think that this is something that why it was so interesting to me that as a, as a cannabis user, um, I, I find myself, uh, personally, I, I excel if I can focus on one thing at a time, you know, and then I can really like delve into the depths of that one subject. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're getting I'm not, a full scope not, of. Yeah. An hour or two later, I'm not distracted by a different subject. Exactly. I'm not pulled in a different direction. And different subjects use different parts of your brain. So it's, it's, uh, it's almost good to like focus on the one and get it to where you're comfortable with it and you know it and then learn something else. If you can look back and apply the concepts you learned in the one subject, you know, you can keep building on that foundation. The other thing is, is that it's a self-sufficient school. They grow their own food and they're working on producing their own electricity. Like they have, yeah, they have a huge renewable energy program and a sustainable living program. Like that's two big aspects of the school. And so, um, I think is what's what interested me was was both of those programs, you know, because I think you could take that information and carry it a lot further, you know. Um, in some areas, they're doing uh, uh, green growing operations, you know, that that utilize renewable energy in order to to produce cannabis in their in their growing facilities. You know, they have the solar panels and wind generators and stuff, but that's right. not necessarily enough to like power lights all the time you but, can do so much more though i think right they're doing they're but they're they're using that technology to assist them in growing their product and right. i think that that's kind of a um i think that's a great thing one it, it reduces the costs of the growers like overhead because he doesn't have to pay so much for electricity and so much for these other things but at the same time uh you know, growing cannabis is is a I don't know, kind of like a grassroots operation. When I think it gives you, I think a it's cool to go in that in that new direction. You know, yeah, and it, it gives you a different frame of mind to start instead of like, ooh, I have this little closet to grow in. You're being more conscious of other things, and and you're mm-hmm. you're working that into your setup, and it it becomes like you said, more self sufficient in the long run, mm-hmm. and it, it makes people conscious about you know. I'm not. I'm not blowing up the the electricity, you know, here with these extension cords and everything. Because I'm I'm more using solar panels and wind and. Water. I don't know if I've asked this before, but have we ever discussed why the electric company isn't being indicted during these uh, marijuana raids? Because I think tech- it's come to surface a couple times briefly. Not not we've never like really discussed it though. I just find it interesting because you know if they're going to indict a landlord. 
Uh, Same thing, You know, for providing the location for a grower, the electric company is providing a service that is absolutely necessary for growing cannabis. And if you... Do you indict the... the I, I, I like it, but I, I feel like that would put a uh, huge strain on the electric company, which, I sure, they could hire a, a set of people to do that for them, but to have to keep track and do background checks, like, are you what are you using this electricity for? You couldn't do that, I don't think. Well, I think that... Uh, you You're saying so? after the fact? Okay, so, like, for here... I guess a landlord can do that, right? That what are you going to do here? I'm going to grow cannabis. Well, And he under says, no, you're not. Our current law, you have to have the permission. The landlord actually has to sign right. a slip that says... So that makes the landlord know what you're doing, I guess, because correct. the electric company doesn't have to sign anything saying... You don't have to go to the electric company and say, I need electricity to grow my cannabis with. You're well, just going there and getting electricity turned on. So you take that. Yeah, but how, you know, your power bill is what, $100 a month? And like the power bill at a facility of ours is like $2,500 a month? Like, I don't. I, there's obviously something more going on at that facility than someone. Uh, so we're running say, you're an auto saying shop that, or somebody even running a you see what I'm saying like so it's, the government it's like a knows telltale. but they pick and choose who they enforce it on and who they don't because it's good for the electric company to make money off of this but it's not good for the landlords <laughs> or like that seems really weird that well not only that but uh, the landlord should be grateful that his building's not desolate. Like, it is good for the landlord, you know, just as much as it's good for the electric company. And but why doesn't the government... Yeah. If the feds were really serious about shutting down marijuana operations, that that's what they would do. That's the core. You know, if, if, if the electric company, if they made some sort of legislation saying that the electric company had to be aware of, you know, your your activities on do you your property... Do you think they know that, but they, they, they feel that it would cause way more innovation in the area of self-sufficient growing? And right now, that's the only way they really i mean how else do they find big grows they fly above it with the infrared right Mm -hmm. so if if that started happening people would still grow pot we've established this point regardless of what you do to people they will still grow it they will find a way demand so that'll cause some sort of evolution it it puts pressure on the industry or individuals to evolve and, and figure out a way around that whether it's you know super insulating was coolly insulate, you know, putting some putting coolers up there to dissipate the heat or whatever they're doing, it would cause more more people to look into that and find new ways to do it rather than just say, hey, you know, how much pot can we get out of this closet or whatever, right. so or whatever there. But I can't see that. I, I can't see the federal government really thinking like that. I don't. I don't know. I think it's maybe just an oversight. I think it's I think it's like a bait and switch. Do they overs- really? Maybe. I think it's really just like bait they and use switch. it so that it's just another line of evidence. So they, if we cut that out, we wouldn't know who was. They wouldn't have by. any more places to raid. Like like I said, like bait and switch. I think that they're they're baiting people to get into the industry and then 
and then coming after them. You know, like the the whole Two Face thing that has that we have going on in the states that have had federal raids is that it's like, hey, come open up the business, yeah, get your doors open, pay or, some taxes, do all to this, us, yeah, and like, and, you know, it's all good, be and great. part of your community. And then as the person turns around, they're like, go get them, feds, you know, right, like right here, go get them, they're right, yeah. Wait, exactly. should we at least wait till they open? No, go get them now. Yeah, like, okay. Um, it's weird. I don't, and I wouldn't really know what the what the purpose of that is. You know, I think that I think that if they were really serious about cracking down on some of these things, they'd go about it in a different way. Much like, uh, but I think that way about a few things. Like, you know, like I don't think that terrorists necessarily attacked our country because if terrorists were going to attack us, there'd be way more effective ways to inflict... I've been reading in Google News today, and terrorists are busy attacking their own countries, dude. There was a huge Al-Qaeda strike <laughs> in Afghanistan that just wiped out, like... The, like the, how much easier is it to just bomb places in your own bullshit desert than, like, to plan something over here where we're constantly pretending to be watching for it and planning for it, and that's right. what we live for? Like, <laughs> our, us, as a whole, we would pray for the day to come that we could use all of these guns we've been stockpiling here for something other than shooting dirt in cans. Right. Like, we're waiting for it, man. I feel like we are just itching at the trigger for, like, bring it on. If you think Let about them it, through. We'll take care of it. If you wanted to inflict a a, uh, a damaging blow on another country, like uh, flying an airplane into a building or two seems very theatrical, but yet uh, not as effective as loading up 15 vans oh, with but explosives. It is, it is if that society was raised on those theatrics. Then they see that in real life on their news. Forget Don't you think it. that Forget fits just it. a little too well? Like, yeah. See, is what it I'm does, saying. And people like that. What's more scary? Uh, hydroelectric dams getting blown up or a couple buildings falling over? Like, depends it, where you lived, I suppose. Right. Well, for us, <laughs> right. Like, if our hydroelectric <laughs> dam blown yeah. up, like we were going be up here. to my mom's house real quick. You know, and so like elevated. Uh, which would be easier to train no, your, yeah, absolutely. your militants to do? Get on the airplane, overtake a couple airplanes, or would it be easier to get a couple vans and load up? And and you see what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. there are other ways to inflict more harm on a country rather than that. You know, there's but like how do you inflict harm on your country without destroying a bunch of your own infrastructure? <laughs> like, you drop a couple buildings, not the dam. See That's true. Saying? All right, but that, wanna, that doesn't. That again. That do you want to have to rebuild a dam or build a, a little memorial where the the right. buildings were? You know, like the, it's. And that's why I don't. Think and that, I mean, we were renovating those offices anyway. <laughs> I mean, how many of your CIA FBI guys showed up to work that day? I mean, come <laughs> on, <laughs> let's think about it. Uh, I went to someone's house the other day, and and I felt like the only way that you could improve her house or her property was to pretty much burn it to the ground too, like like you know on that that TV show Just hoarders gross like hoarded you know that t- yeah. yeah yeah you know and like I know that I see show. that TV show and I've seen it a few different times and every time I see it I, I'm actually fascinated I'm you know, fascinated like, that there's a job as that there's a job called a, a professional organizer. Like, that's what fascinates me, that that lady gets oh, really? paid to show you how to not have so much junk. Like, that, that's what blew my mind the most. Um, my grandfather is a, is a partial hoarder. You know, like, in his shop, like, not in the house, but in his shop, like, 
it's a it's a mild case of hoarding. Haven't you been out there? Yep. And you, it's you know, a lot of just in case stuff. It looked like like metal and like just in case. Parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and like it's not necessarily like garbage necessarily. It's but stuffs. Yeah, it's stuff people would use if if they needed it. But he's he doesn't need right. It right. So now. you know, every time I see that hoarder show, I'm fascinated. And like sometimes it's kind of hard to not watch it because I'm just. Like that, that mentality to me is, is so, um, not normal, you know, like right. to save everything you come in contact with. And so like when I went over to someone's house the other day, I, I, it was like the worst case that I've personally experienced for sure. Like it really? was, yeah, I was actually like, I've delivered to a few places, slightly fascinated. Like you wanted to I interview was, like, disgusted. her? <laughs> you know like, what I mean? It, like, does this hurt? Like throw something away. <gasps> Right. <laughs> well, know? the other thing is, is that I don't think that she had much respect for her collection because right. she was like putting her cigarette out on stuff. just random. Yeah, shit. I yeah. mean, like, and you know, I was like, I uh, saw. Did you see the one episode where she? It, it was to me. It was like it was the the perfect climax to this show and, and where it was going. Is it was a hoarder who ran a third hand shop or a second hand store. Like a, a pawn shop, so it was it was like she had to hoard, but then her hoarding fed the it, like it it was a never ending circle because she needed stuff for her store, but she, it was over the top. It was way above and beyond what she would ever need to stock like ten of those stores, you know. And but she's like, oh, it's for the shop, so it was an excuse for her. But like she did own a shop. But, oh, I see. Yeah, I it was see. the secondhand hoarder. It it was interesting though to see like. Because a lot of the other ones, it was just it was just their own stuff. But this lady had rationalized it to where I don't. I'm, I was curious what came first the the thrift shop she owned or having the hoarding tendencies. You know, probably, you know, and probably because that that could be a case of your environment tendencies. turning you into that's true. That if you, if true. it was something you were raised around or, or I don't know, it, it was just interesting because I'd never seen that. A hoarder that owned a thrift shop, you know? It's like, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're actually going to try to get rid of some of your collection? You know, like, They wow. get so ornery. Like, I can't live without that. And it's like, you haven't seen that for the last... Uh-huh. Oh, man. We we went all into that show of, on the jam hole. Which is, I was fascinated with it. I watched episode after episode. That one, an intervention. I was just... Wow. Wow. What do you... Uh, <laughs> really... <laughs> Uh, and do you think that that's something that has is only like with our current age? You know, like do you think oh, yeah. uh, it's five hundred in... years ago there was a hoarder? No, no. you don't you think couldn't. so. I don't think you could. Your environment prevented you from it. Mm, okay. We've become too comfortable. That last tip of the triangle of of the hierarchy of needs is is just attainability and everything. We just have it all now, and and it's unnecessary. But we feel like that's the key. And they Whoever call dies. it a they call it a uh, uh, disability, a mental disability, yeah. and so which like, only serves to feed it more, right? Like, oh, you don't have to work. Sit here with all your stuff. Here's a check every month to buy more stuff. Well, Isn't that's our great? nanny state. That's well, that's definitely our nanny state. Do you think we did that 500 years ago? No, we we're like, no, here it's fine. We'll pay. We'll pay you. No, no here have my no. house. We lost the survival of the fittest. Probably when would you uh, say? Around nineteen World War One, five nineteen oh five, nineteen in between nineteen. You think it was it was still survival? It was still survival of the fittest in the gold rush, for sure. Oh yeah, 
Because then there's some crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like, because because in, in the Oregon Trail stuff, even in the uh, there was no there was no one to help you. You know, oh well, there okay. Was so here's the thing: in the civilized pockets, but there was more Oregon. uncivilized world than civilized world at that time. It was your New York and London, right, and the little colonies that we had. Sure. There. Okay. So Lewis and Clark, right? They they set out on an expedition. They went from Nanny State to totally on your own. On that expedition, but what where no, they no, left no, no, from, no, no, they no, no, were no, no, no. I'm saying that survival of the fittest was a thing up until like 1905 to 1920, and here's why. Like, okay, so uh, Lewis and Clark set out on this expedition, and they take all these people with them, right? And they head out into land uncharted. Okay, and so you're a member of this expedition, and you fall and you break your leg. Okay, well, you're dead because the expedition is not waiting for you to heal and you are not going to be able to get back to safety. There's no one there to help you. And right. so if you hurt yourself, it's on, on that you. expedition, though. If you hurt yourself where the expedition left from, from the city, you had a better chance of getting help. Right, because you could hopefully That's find what I'm a saying. Doctor, there were civilized maybe. pockets where that survival of the fittest was lesser so than in the middle of everything where there was no civilization yet. Correct. And the more that we got more places than not became civilized, that's when I think that the, the survival of this went out the door. Okay, so in this next part of the story... Uh I can't I can't vouch for its accuracy, but this is this is what I was I was uh, told or taught or explained. Okay, and so so you hurt you you hurt yourself, you break your leg, and the expedition moves on. But they leave two people with you. Okay, okay. so you're not alone, right? And uh, these two people that are left behind, and like I said, I'm not trying to be racist, but this is what they called these guys. These The two people that stayed behind with the injured person on this expedition, they were called niggers. Hmm. Okay, and so the expedition would move on, and now the two people that stayed behind with the injured person, they don't want to fall too far behind because they have to catch up with the expedition. Eventually, right. You know? So are so they, they there to help the person along or just wait him out till he dies? They're there to kill him. Oh, okay. Take everything <laughs> that he has that might be useful. Oh, okay. That, okay, yeah. That. And then catch up with the rest sure. of the expedition. Sure. You know, and, and yeah, the, the, the concept was the two people that stayed behind would kind of hang out with the guy so he wouldn't die alone, but that's not usually what but happened. They because they, wanted they don't want to wait, right? And they wanted the to keep up with the, with the expedition. Sure, sure. And you're the dumbass that hurt himself. Exactly. And so what sure. they do is they, you know, cut his throat, take everything of any value from him, and then hustle along and catch up with uh, the expedition. No, damn this thing. He with, just like, extra dropped... stuff. <laughs> yeah, right, you know right, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but that was understood because there was nothing that they could do to help the guy with the broken leg. He was done for. That's where the saying comes, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. That's exactly where that must have from. It's interesting. So, the, now, my question is, is that, is that, a, is that, does that make that word a white person word since, I mean. Were they white people or were like, they slaves? Like, I wonder slaves? what the origin of, of that word is. Were they slaves that they actually left behind? There were no slaves within the Lewis and Clark expedition. Really? I'm pretty sure. Huh. I'm I didn't see any slaves on I'm not Oregon. a Lewis and Clark expert. Well, All I know is just that... Just, I want to preface this by saying, Ian and myself are not Lewis and Clark experts. No, but I have been to the Lewis and Clark caverns. Well, yeah, we kind of live... <laughs> I've been through Lewis and Clark County. <laughs> I saw the sign. That, that makes you an expert. <laughs> that makes you an expert. Damn near. 
All right. Well. So, what did you hear about the Secret Service stuff that's been going on lately? I wanted to talk about this because I feel like we expend a lot of federal resources trying to clean everybody else's house, but your own house is full of Secret Service agents that are just hanging out in this hotel with hookers on on our dollar, which, okay, that's cool, I guess, but... Um, they got in a, a little bit of trouble. A lot of them are, are taking leaves of, of absence. Sure. Yes. To clear up their STDs? Their, uh, or? <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, military officials said that the service members violated curfew and may have may have been involved in inappropriate conduct alleged to have occurred in the same hotel where the recalled U.S. Secret Service agents were staying. This is a scandal involving nearly a dozen Secret Service agents being sent home <laughs> because one, it, it's always one that just ruins <laughs> the whole party, because one tried to bring a prostitute, allegedly tried to bring a prostitute into his hotel room, uh, and now there's, there's been five more that they've, they've found that also tried to have No one's perfect. Prostitutes. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's perfect. I mean, how many people... Do you use that to your advantage? Like, hey, Secret Service. i show you a service. Ooh. Can I, I see like, service Is that part of his you? pickup line? Maybe. Do you... Like, hold on. I'm getting... Hold on. I don't think so, because then do you think as a prostitute that I... You would stay clear? Yeah, like, what I'm doing... S Yeah. Yeah. Is what I'm doing is illegal, brah. Yeah. Like, I am not... Wait, are you doing it to the president? Oh, because I don't give a shit. That's... My jurisdiction is the president. That's right. it. So, and so who, who knows? I don't do you, think that do somebody think would tip? be all that open. I don't know, though. I mean, I, I think that, like, as a, as a uh, cannabis provider... Uh, if a if somebody came up to me and said, "Yeah, man, I'm with the DEA," but <laughs> but hey, I'm a patient and showed me a patient card, I still wouldn't provide to him just because. No, it's just because, like, that's probably you're a part fake of the card. DEA. You are a federal agent. And hold on, you're a federal agent. You can't be a patient. Well, he could get his card, but doesn't no, he mean, couldn't. Why not? Because federally, it's illegal. He can have. You can have can your the card. Post office guys get cards. They'll yes. lose their jobs. Are you sure? Yes, you can get your card. Right, but everybody can. Get I didn't their card. think they. Well, right. They but don't have they, to use cannabis. They can just obtain their card. Huh. They don't have to use you by getting a medical marijuana card. That doesn't like mean that you have to smoke cannabis. I thought. Well, no, but I thought that all the federal. I I didn't think that they were even because they just looked at like federally no, and because you're a federal. Worker you or whatever can't you cannot be under the influence of cannabis. There's nothing that hmm. says you can't get your card. You can go through the motions. You can go. But through then the there's doctor. nothing that protects you from them firing you if you know, like, say, the post office doesn't. As long as you don't have any cannabis in your system, they have no reason to fire you. You're saying just the practice of attaining a card. Yeah. Not actually, like, using it and no. because you want you. Okay, yeah, yeah. So if a DEA agent right. walked up, okay. and was like, showed Yo. me his badge, sure. his DEA okay. thing, and then showed me his Montana medical marijuana card, yeah. I'd be like, good luck finding a provider, man. What if he lit a joint and then passed it to you? No. And you took a hit and you were like, yes, this is indeed marijuana. No, if cannabis. I wouldn't. I, no, no matter what the DEA agent handed me, I would. You're be like, racist, Ian. You're racist towards DEA agents. That's discriminatory. You're just <laughs> not racist. Do you have a sign? The DEA that says is not a race. You refuse the right to refuse, sir. Or you you reserve the right to refuse service. I refuse the right to reserve service. 
<laughs> I just anyway. refuse you. I just refuse this whole thing. Uh, the U.S. Secret Service said Saturday it had put 11 agents on administrative leave to... How many does that leave them? Like four? Shit. Uh, to investigate their behavior and apologized for the distraction and the incident they had caused. We're sorry. A dispute. For the distraction. Like, they're not sorry for their actions. Well, no, they're fuck s- no. They're, <laughs> they're Secret Service, they're, man. They're sorry for, like... Shit. Th- th- they're sorry for getting caught. Well, yeah. They're going to do I mean, it and if I know now what I knew then or whatever. Now they're on administrative leave, which means that they got, they paid. got, yeah, they got paid. And, they and they're don't have still to go in the work. hotel. They're still chilling in the hotel. Right. Like the, oh, the secret service director is probably like, oh my God, if you guys need to get laid here, take a week off, go do what you need to do. And we'll see you next week. This was at the hotel Caribbe. Uh, and a senior law enforcement official said the dispute started when hotel employees witnessed inappropriate behavior. Man, you got to be doing something <laughs> fucked up for a hotel oh. employee to call it. Like walking around with it tucked or like, I don't, I mean, with your headset on, like what's, what's inappropriate behavior? You know, that's like uh, in a hotel worker, obviously a hotel worker uh, is probably much like a restaurant worker. You know, a hotel employee told the AP the agents were drinking heavily during their stay. <laughs> heavily. But no, here's another thing. If you were an employee there and you saw, and it was a bunch of federal agents, like, I don't know, like, maybe they're just trying to give it to the man a little bit. Yeah. You know, the employees, like, that. you know what, they like, did maybe get a they didn't drunk tip last you. night. Fuck them. Right. Fuck them. Like, you, next thing you know, you call fucking NBC News and have With them come pictures, over. pictures, like, yeah, to exactly. an undisclosed like, Gmail address like, or something. fuck you, feds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you should have tipped me better. Next time, maybe you'll think about that. Maybe it was one of the prostitutes that didn't get tipped. Oh, check this out. So the employee approached at least one Secret Service agent and demanded that he pay extra money for having an additional overnight guest in his room. That overnight guest just so happened to be uh, possibly a prostitute. Allegedly a prostitute. Uh, and it started the confrontation that ultimately led to sending home the agents. They were detailed President Obama's trip in Colombia. Oh, man. Colombia is in the country in South America? Yep. Well, they were probably doing cocaine and sleeping with hookers. <laughs> was, that the, was that inappropriate? And if they were they drinking were South- heavily, like, oh. what can you? what's one thing you can do while you're on cocaine? Fuck. And... Do drink. more cocaine? Oh, and drink. Yeah, and you can drink. drink heavily on Fuck some yeah. cocaine. Oh, there we go. That and you sense. want some prostitutes around. Why not? Where do you think they got the cocaine from? Obama wasn't like, oh, one, one of for the, you, one for you, one, one for you. One of the hotel workers that they took it from? The one that, oh. Yeah, see like, what I'm no, saying? fuck me. No, fuck you. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to get the press down here, you fucks. Yeah, the employee, oh. he said, give me money for your additional overnight desk. The agent <laughs> That's code word for the cocaine I just gave you. <laughs> which eventually resulted in a confrontation and forced diplomatic intervention. Barack Barry came down and was like, you mother... Stop it. Get back in your room. <laughs> you? <laughs> like, what... 
Diplomatic, diplomatic intervention? Like, what else? Wow. Somebody called you. your mama. Someone this, called your mama. This is just a lesson to pay your drug dealer. The official said the guest <laughs> involved apparently was a prostitute. It remains unclear whether more agents and more prostitutes were involved. My guess? Mm, yeah. 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 Things happen in threes. Drinking heavily. Or thirties. You never <laughs> 33 know. Thirty-three threes. A new Secret Service crew was immediately rushed to Colombia to cover the agents who had been sent home. What makes the case unusual is the large number involved. In previous incidents involving agents on a trip, typically only one or two have been involved. As a protocol with any White House foreign trip, there is a large contingency of federal agents covering multiple aspects of presidential security, including the cocaine. Agents offer arrive several days ahead of the president. So they're there. They're like, we got T minus four days right. until B load gets here. We are going to party. Oh man. Should have been They a were in Colombia. Yeah. You know, those those South and Central American countries are do have like a prostitution bit of- is legal in Colombia in certain quote tolerance zones. Well sure. That's what cocaine's we legal show. too. The Tolerance Zone. Ooh. Hello and welcome to the Tolerance Zone. <laughs> That's awesome. Then we'd have to be a little bit more tolerant of some things. Well, yeah, I suppose. Like, and we have kind of a... Like synthetic marijuana? <laughs> we haven't talked about this in a while. No, we haven't because... Um, has anything I've been in, developed? Yeah, I've been in a, f- a few gas stations here, here, and I've heard people ask for it. Like, it's quite popular. Yeah, I've the been Conoco in the head shop down by here. the shop has has a variety of different really cannabis really? and pipes and apparatus. Is it apparati? Apparati. No. Apparati to consume this said spice. They even have different... I mean, I was actually kind of shocked because it's in this big glass display case right as you walk in the door. Like, hmm. it's the fir- it's the first thing you have to walk around. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you a story about a 22-year-old female named Megan. Okay? Okay. Megan, she is a grocery store worker. She began smoking synthetic marijuana, synthetic cannabis. Or in this case, it would be marijuana, right? Because we want the negative connotation. Yeah, fake Syn- marijuana. They're synthetic, synthetic marijuana. 18 months ago, she started smoking it. She said it was just a way for her and her f- husband, Travis, to get high without having to worry about getting arrested. At the time, the substance, which and that's a that's a the, excuse we hear a lot. Really, though, like, do you not smoke because you might get arrested? No, Who you doesn't don't smoke because you don't want to fail the drug test. Okay. The I never I that's true. I've never heard it because oh I don't want to get arrested. I always heard because I can't smoke real pot because I'll fail the yeah. drug test. But this doesn't show up. Yeah. So that's yeah that is weird. Then, then we again, don't want to get arrested. Well, don't be stupid. Well, if you don't, they're get younger. I guess there are older 20? people that don't 22? smoke because it's illegal. But right, most right. of the time, younger people, it's for drug tests. But then even then, you'll go get fake piss. I mean, there's ways are. Rounded, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's more you hassle. You can't always use the fake piss. Do you know why? True, true. Because you know they test the... It has very low levels of creatine. Oh. And humans should have a higher level anyway. So sometimes, depending on the quality of the drug test performed, sometimes fake urine will come back as non-human urine. So kind of like an animal's urine. Sure. And so like... Is that what it might be sometimes? De- I don't know, but <laughs> depends depending where you get it on from. the quality of the test. So I know a guy that took a drug test 
uh, here locally for a local tech firm, mm-hmm. and the uh, the urine that he used came back as non-human, Ooh. and so he had to go and retake the test, which he passed. Hmm. It's good to know. So be careful before you use fake urine. That's right. You never know <laughs> where it there's came also from. A, uh, there's also a version number on fake urine that's on the package, and it would probably be, good, be a good idea to look it up on the web to see like what the most recent version is of this fake urine because sometimes drug testing facilities will... Uh, put the chemical makeup of a fake urine on record, and ah, so if they test if for that, all, right. they know for sure but that you've you used a fake. But if you get a new version, urine. they Correct. change it, kind of like enough? they change what we're talking about—the ah, spice, the different. Analogs. They change yep, yep. a couple molecules or whatever in the chemical makeup because the so way that it is on the illegal. books is this Correct. specific chemical or this this compound is what's illegal. So Correct. if you make it from let's say COH three four. To COH35, it's a totally different, and then Correct. you're fine. But so, and the same thing um, happens with synthetic urine. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, at the time the you subs- learn something every day, every day on the hot box, every week. At the time, the substance, which is also known as fake weed, or by the more popular brands K2 and Spice, was legal and readily available at convenience stores throughout the area. Many still carry it, despite new laws that ban it. The substance, which resembles marijuana but often is marketed as potpourri or incense, is a harmless-looking cellophane packages adorned with cartoon characters like Scooby-Doo and SpongeBob. Squ- really? I've never seen that. What? Uh, so she thought it was a safe alternative to marijuana, which is how many times do you hear somebody looking for the safe alternative to something that's safe? Like, I need the marijuana that's not going to kill me. Oh, wait. Maybe. No, I need the marijuana that's not going to get me a dick. Oh, wait. I need the mar- hmm. That's not going to get me arrested. That's or in trouble. what I need. That's what I... But now, what are the side effects of this? Oh, by the way, you're going to have really terrible withdrawals. You're going to try it- to kick your habit. You're going to struggle. You're going to start crying and trembling. You get the shakes. You'll get hot. You can't focus on anything. I mean, you may have been like that anyway, but who knows? You know what my problem is with these, with with spice and all these other uh, synthetic uh, chemicals, is that on the packaging it says not for human consumption, and like even. You know, cigarettes have a warning label. The the but it but they're for human consumption. The you so, know the and psychics say for entertainment use. I mean, that's just a cop out. What I do you mean? mean? Like all the psychics, they say for entertainment use only. I mean, that's Not like all those of them. warnings. Well, just just some the, of them. the smart. Not ones. all of them. <laughs> the smart ones, but that that's that's just even even your acupuncturist. Some of them on their advertisements will say, this is not, we do not, we, we are nothing. We're just putting needles in you. And we're not even doing that sometimes. <laughs> no, that, but it's, that's kind of like, like a comedic hypnotist. You know what I'm sure. saying? Someone that hypnotizes people to do funny things. You, you have two sides to these practices. Right. You know, you have the, you have someone that's been doing acupuncture for 20 years and can make a difference, and then you have someone that's been doing acupuncture for six months. <laughs> sure. And, you know, went to a three-month training class to become an acupuncturist. There's a difference between, you know, uh, uh, 
learning about something for several years in a university compared to going to some clinic on the west Getting side of hands town. hands on. Right. <laughs> uh, so she tried to kick this, this uh, synthetic marijuana. She's having a hard time. Uh, it has been proven to be stubbornly addictive to users like Megan, but also has stubbornly defied the efforts of law enforcement and lawmakers nationwide to ban it from store shelves. Experts say that as soon as lawmakers outlaw the substance, the manufacturers tweak its chemical composition, just like Ian said, create a new substance that has the same mind-altering effects. I wonder, do you think every time they tweak the formula, there's a whole new set of side effects? Like, ooh, this one doesn't give me bad withdrawals, but fuck, I have a headache, you know, or something like that? Yeah, I mean... I'd be I, interested to see like what well, how, I don't know. how much I guess they it vary. depends on how they change the molecule. And you know, how they much could be it, yeah, yeah. they could be adding uh, a particular element that that is pretty benign. Sure, you sure. know, that's interesting. But um, the side effects are is already this the bad same enough. thing though. Like you know, the, the the it's it's packaged and sold in convenience stores, which means it's coming from a manufacturer that has its information there. If the if they really wanted to put a stop to this, why wouldn't they just hit the manufacturers and be done? It seems like they're I don't know. Um, it seems like they they want it, to. Where is it manufactured at? I don't know, but Florida, I think a lot of it. Um, but so that that's just a story of one person, uh, Megan Travis, her boyfriend. Um, he he had just as hard of a time with it. Um, he's confident though. <laughs> That a new legal version will come out soon. In the meantime, a few area convenience store clerks still sell it to him under the counter. Man, you got that spice, man? Man, you got, I need it bad, man. I suck your dick. I need it bad. Come on, man. Like in the gas station, just having a full seizure, just like, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the more you buy from these people, the better the deal you get. The first one's always free, brah. God. And if you buy it by the ounce, it's cheaper. A couple even sell Travis the drug on credit. Of course. I've gone without... <laughs> the front. Quote, I've gone without toilet paper, but I had a bag <laughs> of legal weed in this house. I've gone without food, but I had a bag of legal weed in this house. Instead of making the full payment for utilities, we'd take the money and buy this stuff. Do, do you do you run into very many marijuana cannabis users that no. do that? Do you run well, into many? Not I have definitely no not cannabis alone. No, not that bad, right? No, I don't think I've ever known anybody to go without toilet paper. That's that's like pill junkie. Well, no, level but, almost. No, that's complete idiot. Because you could just well, go that. to the gas station and pull a roll out of the fucking machine <laughs> and take it fucking home. <laughs> I you don't understand without toy. I mean, come on. I don't understand like yeah, how okay. unless you were just so fucked up, you don't think well, this, of that. It doesn't. I don't know. From what but, I've seen, it doesn't get you stoned like pot. It. It. I don't know. How could you not even think of doing that? Because at some point in time, you're gonna have to You've go to a bathroom bat- that has toilet paper, and you're gonna think, "Fuck! I wish I had some like, of this in my wow, house." They have a wait bunch, a minute, and I don't. Have I can put this any. under my shirt, and I can have toilet paper at home. <laughs> this, what the. F- this, that's the weirdest thing to go without. Travis and Megan. I wonder, maybe they had napkins or the paper cry towels. The of a generation. <laughs> what? 
they're using like t-shirts and stuff. Well, at least we can wash these. Oh, and yeah, you until your water to... gets shut off, right? Because you're scraping off. But the at top. least you got a bag of legal weed, <laughs> a man. Fake weed, man. God, is that the that's drug abuse right there? I mean, that is that is that is the definition of a generation, though, right? Like, just not. I the went without brightest, not the brightest bulbs in the bunch, you know? Oh my God. By altering the THC molecule, synthetic marijuana's manufacturers are able to skirt the law and avoid the list of drugs that are banned. Uh, how exactly the synthetic marijuana affects the body is not completely understood. Of course, this has all been known. Uh, we do know that one very serious outcome of synthetic marijuana use is... Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm waiting. Dun, 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 psychosis! Yay, let's hear it for all of our neurotic psychoses. Uh, there have been cases of an acute onset of psychotic episodes in people who had no history of psychosis. Which is very troublesome, he said. You know, people going crazy who were never crazy before, that's really troubling to me. Hmm. Is that your professional opinion? Uh, there also appears to be some cardiac effect in some people, myocardial infarctions. There have been two deaths in Florida associated with it. Uh, yeah. So there's that. And then there's this, which is kind of what I said earlier, but they are starting to now. And this is the DEA finally making their first arrest in the state of Florida on a distributor of synthetic fake marijuana. Um, so, yeah. The name Spiced uh, Mr. Nice Guy Relaxinol. I've never heard Relaxinol. <laughs> Freely available at the gas stations. But they got this guy, ha um, Joel Howard Lester, 52. Uh, they had an undercover informant be like, yo... I need, I got $300. Yo, meet me, son. I got $300. He gave him 51 gram packages of the Mr. Nice Guy, of the Mary, and my personal favorite, the Afterlife. They were How fruits, fitting. They were fruit scented. The DEA sent the packages to one of the agency's testing labs, and the chemicals were found to be analogs of a compound on the banned list. Lester was arrested March 30th for possessing with intent to distribute an analog of a controlled substance. Five years in prison up to. So, okay, they're so starting to crack down on it. I guess what takes the time is that each analog has to get put on the ban list, and that takes time, which is so crazy that you could handle this if you chilled on the real stuff i think if you diverted half of the resources you have focused on the real marijuana cannabis and focused it on cleaning up all this crap that seems like a much better job than that would do more positive than okay so a couple things mm -hmm. uh spice originated in the uk interesting okay and then um they have several different molecular makeups of the psychoactive component that's in spice. So, so what is it? THC? That's just different versions no of it? No official studies have ever been conducted on the, the effects on humans. Of these no analogs. Studies. Of these analogs. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so um, what are they are analogs of THC then? Or are they different? Okay, well, though its effects are not well documented, extremely large doses may cause negative effects mm -hmm. that are in general not noted in cannabis users, such as increased agitation and vomiting. So that's interesting. You're trying to synthesize 
something that nature got down perfect. It got the perfect balance to where we can smoke it all day. Well, some of us can smoke it all day long and then stop smoking it and not have any problems. There's no OD effect. There's no LD50. There's like you found the perfect system for what we have inside of us and every time we try to tweak it just a little bit like it fucks us up in a bad way like that's that's crazy to me that like one little tweak in this whole thing has such crazy effects from what the the original had you know okay so spice does not cause a positive drug test for cannabis or other illegal drugs using a gcms screening sure with library search Multi-target screening by LCMS or uh, immunological screening procedures. That's the gas chromatography. That's the stuff uh, Rose does in her lab. That, right. Well, yeah, that's pretty uh, neat. A study has been conducted into the detection of metabolites of JWH018, <clears throat> which is one of the the names for the psychoactive chemical in spice. Hmm. Um the metabolites are now. When you say metabolites, that's what our that's the end product after our body processes it. Correct. Right. Okay. Are mainly uh, seen with. So is it the metabolites that cause the negative effects? Is it what our what our body spits out into I, its? Uh, that's. I, an, I don't know. About I wonder. That. I don't know about that. Hmm. So, um, the other thing is is that uh, spices, spice is not made in Florida. I mean, it's no. It's this a, is the manufacturer, one of the manufacturers. Oh, okay. Because yeah, uh, no, sorry, I, it, it's not. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> something that comes out of the UK. Interest. So maybe that's why they're having. They would have a hard time with it because you got a. It's international, right? And it says that a survey of readers of Mixed Mag in the UK in 2009 found that one in eight respondents had used synthetic cannabis. Wow. Compared to 85% who had used cannabis. <laughs> the synthetic cannabinoids typically procured from Asian suppliers are then sprayed onto the dried plant material and sold in small packages. So you know that. Um, yeah, and they can be easily – the substances can be easily manufactured in a garage or storage unit. Uh, they discovered one such large-scale operation in Tampa on April 4th. Um, so, yeah, in response to some of the health threats, the DEA early last year classified some of the chemical compounds found in synthetic marijuana as illegal controlled substances and in February extended the ban for an additional six months while the agency works to get the substances permanently outlawed. Now, it's it's weird that – they say the DEA wants to go after the largest actors and make the biggest, most expansive cases they can. Distributor-level cases, that's where the DEA makes it, mar- it makes its mark. Which, that's, I mean, that's that's yeah. what they do. Yep. So, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, this is also really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the herbs listed on the packaging of spice includes uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Eight different um, actual plant. Uh, Is this stuff names. like Damiana and like that kind of stuff? Yeah, or? Cannavalia, uh, Maritima, and like Nymphaea, like, Carculuisia. It literally is potpourri. Yeah. It's, like it's that's a, what you would find in a potpourri. Yeah, that's Varenia latifia. They're not even using herbs that you could consider to smoke, not like tobacco, but like a Damiana or something that you could smoke and get a slight effect from, but it would... Anyway, correct. And then 
and then of course they have this this uh, uh, chemical that is produced in a lab that is that's the right the, the synthetic cannabis, and it's pretty much uh, uh, laced with the herbs that are put into the the packaging of the product. So it's it's not. You know, I wonder if the, some of the side effects come from some of these potpourri plants too. Like, there's carcinogens, and because it's a carbon-based life form, like there's there's side effects from smoking that too, as well, well as the synthetic. And so, in marijuana, cannabis. we have we have we have the cannabis. We know what, but in this, you have so many. Not only do you have the the synthetic, but then you also have the natural herbs that are in it that we don't know what they do to us. Right? Is that what you're saying? Like, there's so many right. things I mean, in it that... How do you know which one of them is causing... Because there's so many things in it. It's not like, oh, what's in it? Pot. And well, okay, but... They've gone through so many different uh, synthetic versions of these chemicals because... Well, that's what Travis said. I'll, I'm sure there will be a legal version of it out soon. That's their business, right? Right, right. Well, even though that it... Only seven states in the United States have declared it illegal. Only seven. Also that, yeah. Only seven states in, in America. So y- y- there is what a, waste. a few states looking at legislation to make it illegal. Ohio, Indiana, New Jersey, and Michigan. Um, Check this out. A clerk at a, fo- a food mart here uh, in somewhere in Bellevue, He's, he wouldn't give his name, but he say he sells about $3,000 worth of this stuff every month. He says, everybody bought it. They go to church, then they use it. They stand outside his store. Everybody, everybody, everybody bought it. Like I bet ev- they have toilet paper, too. <laughs> I bet. They steal it from the church. I mean, <laughs> duh. I, you do tithe, In 2010, maybe. the American Association of Poison Control Centers reported it received 2,906 phone calls about exposure to synthetic marijuana. In 2011, 6,659 calls. So from about 3,000 to almost 7,000. It's growing quite quickly. As of February, 1,261. What what kind of experience would you have to be going through for you to call in the exposure to something? It wouldn't be me. It would have to be somebody else that saw me just and then called. Because I I would not call. I would be dead before I would call. What facility are they calling To poison control. Uh, yeah, I thought you were asking me personally yeah, like, like how sick I would have to get before I called. That's, and that's what, what I'm saying. saying. I, wouldn't, I would die before I called, but someone else would find me and probably make the call before I would oh, call myself. And do you think that that might be what this is about? Somebody – well, like that happens on marijuana sometimes when a kid, if you know they smoke it and freak out and then tell their parents, their parents freak out and call even though if you just was sat them in the room. What kind of know. state would you have to be in before you thought you needed to go to the hospital on a substance? I don't know. Because like I've always heard about somebody tripping on acid and, and like going to the hospital, no, and like never... to me that would be the most stressful, fucked up right? environment to be frying balls on, sitting in the hospital with those neon lights yeah, and it's just... doctors and lab coats. Yeah, that's that's, that's like the that's definition the of a bad trip. That's the last place I want to go. Right. That's like the, I don't. Besides jail, actually, I would probably rather sit. Least, in jail. Wait, are you poking and prodding me in jail right. with white lab coat? No, get away from me. You like, know, I think I'd rather sit in jail. I like, think so. I don't know, but I don't. Uh, I guess they might maybe would give you some more drugs to calm the fuck down. Yeah, in the hospital. but maybe I'm enjoying the trip. But then you would probably have to go to some Eventually, sort of court yeah, for yeah, drug use yeah, or probably. You know, I don't know. 
How do you, what do they do? I see. I've never been to a hospital because of that. Like when they, when somebody comes in on LSD, that's just like freaking the fuck out. Do they, do they call the cops or do they just treat you and keep it on the DL? I get it. You know, it would be a medical situation. I wonder if they would keep it if on the deal. I don't know if they could call the police. I guess police. it depends if there was criminal activity. Like yeah, that's what I'm what saying. What the circumstances you I bet if you, if you had the If the I just brains. checked in myself and was like, you know, I'm about to have a really bad trip. Can you just, can I just get a room for like an hour, get and, some Valium and just calm the fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. As opposed to like, you know, your mom coming in, like he pulled a gun on me and tried to kill right. me, you know, and screaming about God and the devil and, and whatever, but... Ooh, man, that would be pretty intense. And if you were screaming about the God and devil and, like, having that bad of a trip to begin with, getting taken to the hospital would be a head trip. I mean, like, that would be... That would blow my mind. I mean, I've laid down in the woods and pretended to be a tree and died. And, I mean, I've I've had some wicked, crazy trips, but I've always known that it was a trip in, in what little string of reality I've managed to hold on to throughout all of that. that. And it was enough that I didn't, like I've wanted to maybe be like, you know, this might have been the time. Like this might be the one you don't come back from. Like I always had that thought in the back of my head, but it was never enough to be like, you need to act on that. Like you're not coming back from, like I always would eventually either go to sleep and wake up fine, which is what usually, how, how it usually happens. You know, if you are tripping too much, just lay down and just ride it out and you'll wake up fine. But like, I've never woken up and then still been tripping and been like, Oh, okay, maybe it's time to go see a doctor, you know, or, or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. man. It's interesting. What about the delivery driver? The FedEx guy, should they be arrested too? No. What about? No, no, no. I mean, cause they don't know what's in the packages. Go after. That's part no, of their job. This is, is the. I, I just. This is the criminal attorney Peter Aiken who does most of these drug cases in Florida. Here he says he thinks prosecuting people for possession of synthetic marijuana is not easy because people who buy it from stores can claim they assumed it was legal. So that's why he's saying should they should you arrest the delivery driver? Should you arrest everybody or the distributors? Well, not or, only that, but it says not for human consumption and it's an incense product. So and like, because you consumed it, then that's you're just not using it as directed like that. How is that? Which is that illegal though? Is that lawbreaker? Is that just like if I tear the mattress tag off? Like, I mean, what's <laughs> what's the line here? Is know? there a fine if I tear this tag off? Really? It says I'm. It says not to. I don't know. And did you tear it off, or did you probably. listen to it? Nah, it's probably gone. Long yeah, okay. Gone. I mean, they tell you to turn your Game Boys off on the plane. I mean, do you? I no. do. Do you? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I do. Really? Well, yeah, because um, I've been... You don't want to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've I'll been... I'll sit by the exit seat, but uh-uh. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I, I'm kind of conditioned on an airplane. I, I mean, that's when enough. it's time to turn my shit off, it's time sure. to go to sleep. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sweet, grab my pillow, get comfy. It's not like I I'm know out. this is going to not bring the plane ground. It's just good to have a few hours, and, and this is a good time as any to, to just disconnect. There's nothing else going on on Fuck that it. fucking airplane. Fuck the it. last time I was on an airplane, they played... Um, um, the worst movie Maril- A Marilyn Monroe movie. Oh, nice. Like, uh, this most recent Marilyn Monroe movie. And I was like, oh, cool. Which was oh, what, cool. 1970? On... No, 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 no. It's Marilyn like Monroe? Yeah, a movie about oh, Marilyn okay, Monroe. Oh, yeah, I thought you... Okay. 
Thank you. I don't know what it's called, but I remember like <laughs> wow. being all excited, like, oh man, cool, an onboard movie, because it was like the only airplane we were on all day that had a movie, and then it was like playing the dreams of Maryland or whatever the fuck the movie was, and right. it was like, oh fuck, <laughs> like pillow, please, I'm Thank definitely you. sleeping through this shit. Yeah. Oh, can I pay extra for a headset, please? <laughs> okay. They're two dollars. Okay. $2. And then a spokesman, uh, to wrap this up here, a spokesman uh, from the Attorney General's office said it would not have been possible to ban all possible versions of of the THC analog because that involves trying to make something illegal that doesn't exist yet. So some of these analogs don't even exist on paper until these companies create them. Right. And so they don't even know what to, That's... Wow. That's pretty intense, man. But anyway, I just thought it had been a while since we've talked about it, and there was, you know, some more stuff that came out about it, and including these first busts in Florida. So I feel like this is something that we, as friends of friends of friends, should just, if you have a friend or know of somebody that's like, just, just look down on them for doing <laughs> this and just judge them as as much as you can and let it be known to them that this is not okay. Give them a better option. That's right. Give, give them, them a better be option. Be a good friend Whether and give them be a better option. Crack cocaine or ecstasy or magic mush. I mean, there's something better than this out there that we've we know isn't going to Meditation? Meditation. Go you read know a what book. I'm saying? Like Go read a fucking book. I don't know, like this is obviously something that's really dangerous. It's not good. I mean, there people do drugs that are dangerous all the time. Th- this seems, but this we know seems what it is. Unnecessary. Though. I can't get an analog of heroin. That's not, like I can go smoke pot and be fine. This is the oh, analog no. of pot. This is dangerous when the original is not. That's what. Like, wow. Why would you ever make that choice? It's too in bad. Any logical thought. It's too bad that we couldn't. Um, it's too bad that the different genetic makeups of cannabis was what was illegal. So, like every time you crossed a cannabis plant, new you'd version, have a, you'd have like a new version oh, of you cannabis. You can have this that, one, but you can't have yeah, this one. Yeah, like you can't yet. have the white widow, but you can't have the blueberry white Wh- widow cross. Widow. Uh, yeah, yeah. You oh, know, that because one. that one wasn't yeah, made yeah. illegal yet. Like that. I think that's why they ban chemical substances and not plant genius but, but they're that's how they're that's how they're banning this particular substance based on chemical yeah they're basing it on chemical. it would right, like right. if if they approached cannabis the way they're approaching spice like that's how it would work they that's, would be yeah, they would funny. be banning different strains right right like oh that one's cherry flavored next uh, on the li- <laughs> okay that one's okay <laughs> That's Fuck, we only banned the grape. You know ah. what I mean? Like next year, damn it, or in two more years. Ah. Right. <laughs> and by then you have seven thousand different kinds of spice going around. And then you oh, know you got before the before ba- we. I, I wanted to ask you about this. This this was sorry. This, this was there's a 16 year old kid in Fresno, right? That him and his friends went to go rob this pot field. Two men come out of a hut. His friends drive off and came back, heard gunshots, and saw the kid lying on the ground. And now nobody knows where the kid's at. And I just... Is this... This is obviously black market grows, or is this legal grow? Like, I wanted to know what you thought about that. If it was a legal grow, I don't think you have to be shooting at people. And that's right. Like, you would just go to the police You have to show them paperwork. You know what I mean? that, That just seemed... Unless he was... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so why aren't the kids that 
saw him laying on the ground. Why they obviously reported this to the police, but like what they took happened? off. I know, but your friends suck, bro. Why didn't they tell somebody what happened? Because they were stealing. Well, yeah, but the value of somebody's life is mm. a little bit more important than yeah. your little bit of you cannabis would hope. you got. You would hope. But maybe if they were stealing spice plants, mm. that's then good. maybe were they opium pot. Yeah, you know, maybe then you could, you know, forgo your friend. Ah, oh, fuck it. We go- at least we got a bag of spice. Yeah, bro. We're getting fucked up tonight and having wicked headaches in the morning. Yeah. Just like booze. This is weird. <laughs> what an odd similarity. Booze with psychosis. Awesome. Fuck yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's... Oh, and there was this. This is the last one, I promise. But <laughs> there was a 73-year-old granny that was arrested for supplying the majority of the marijuana that was going around a few of these Midwest states. And the quote from Mark Woodward, the the guy from the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics, I love this. He says, quote, she knew exactly what she was doing and supplying and exactly who she's profiting from. And I thought that was just so like, ah, yeah, just like the liquor stores, just like the farm. Like, you know who you're profiting and exploiting from. And this old lady, like, I I I don't know what the whole situation was, but from what I've read, Fixed income situation, making extra money. Just so happened to have a few hundred thousand dollars stashed in the mattress. But she said it was a retirement fund. I mean, who knows? Some people right. don't like paying. I, I don't know. She was probably running mad fucking drugs. But still, it, it was an interesting story that um, not the the cop was like, this was not what we expected when we rolled right. in here. Like. Uh, this 73-year-old lady, drug ring head of four states, like, and she's so nice looking. Like, she looks like she'd bake <laughs> you a, a bunch of cookies and just be like, here you go. She's like, $300,000 and four pounds of weed in her home. <laughs> Rural Craig County. She ran a lucrative trade supplying marijuana to drug dealers in four states. They also found a semi-auto pistol and a revolver. Granny got game. Granny got mad. You steal it like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Uh, Darlene Mays directed a lucrative drug trade from her home. Uh, they said about 40% of marijuana circulating in an area covering parts of Tulsa, Arkansas, Kansas, and Missouri were all uh, from her supply. It's interesting. Man. That's, that is game. He, the cop said it was, it was an extreme wow moment. She is in very good shape for her age. From what we gathered, there were people running around selling for her. Nobody dealt directly with her. <laughs> oh, man. They found her son. Uh, he was arrested with a pound of weed and 2100 bucks. And, yeah, the marijuana was stored in her bedroom in a vacuum-sealed bag she kept in her closet. <laughs> Bundles of dollar bills labeled 15000 were found under her bed. I raised the mattress up and there was money. Uh, Our intel didn't say that she had cash, just product. Police found so another. So there's probably more than three hundred thousand there. Think there's probably like three million in and the they back. Just left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. We found three hundred thousand dollars in cash. All the officers got new boots and shit. Are you on, ready like... for the propaganda spin? Yep. Police found another bag of marijuana in her bathroom and a total of two hundred thousand dollars in other vacuum sealed bags in a guest room where her grandchildren slept. 
Oh, oh man. That's down. That is Damn down. Granny. Getting it close to the children. He hoped she wouldn't get any sympathy because of her age, and that's the quote. She knew exactly what she was doing and supplying and exactly who she's profiting from. So, there you go. Granny Nan, 73, just running dope. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. Dude, would, would a jury, like... She's got to have mad granny points, right? Just in front of a jury, at least, being like, they planted that, Sonny. That wasn't my dope. <laughs> so, you know, just making her case in front of the jury, just right. pleading on their heartstrings. I don't know. Usually, too, what, uh, the other point I wanted to make is that usually it's those old people. Like, that's weird that she was selling weed. Usually they're selling their prescription. But she wasn't just, like, selling what she had. She was, like, running a whole system. Yeah, here, she's a businesswoman. There you go. She's a businesswoman. Ain't nothing woman. wrong with that. Isn't this the land of the free? Or so I was told. Going right. back to Britain. Shit. <laughs> All right. Well, Ian. It's been fun, man. Yeah. It's another Sunday podcast in the bag. Yeah. I don't know how much real marijuana so, stuff we covered today, but hey, it was a good day. So mm-hmm. we should consider maybe Saturday nights again. Saturday nights? You done with Sundays? Well, I don't know. Like, Did you just, like Saturday nights? I don't know. I was just you know mentioning it. Whatever. I'm easy either way. Like, I enjoy Saturday you evening. Got, you got shows. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right? For Yeah, for the next okay. 10 days. I'm sharing this with the group. Or 10 That's weeks. why I brought it up now. Yeah, no, that's fine. Just sharing that with the group, maybe. Yeah. 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. <laughs> you can catch me in town lugging jugs. Uh, but yeah, uh, all all these great shows. Yeah, another tech show, Hotbox Podcast, The Buffer Overflow Show, The Jam Hole, and Attack the Androids. If we can just pick days to do them, you can have whatever's left. I like Saturday. Fourths. <laughs> No, Saturday is a good day. We can do Saturday evening. The listeners don't give a shit. We just put it out there whatever day we do it if you want to watch. If not, that's cool. There's a podcast you can download. Uh, you can leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Make sure to email info at hotboxpodcast.com with any questions, comments, concerns on anything you heard on this show or any of the other ones. There's 114 of them after this one's posted. Email justin.tv and tell them to fix their damn chat room. But I don't know. This is nice if people would use it. I think this would be a little better, actually. But whatever. Check out the site, hotboxpodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed in iTunes. And thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Later. If you like you like this is where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.